Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Glenn here. There's a lot going on at the moment and we're going to do the best that we can to bring you everything you need to know. But there's a lot of you that are still on the same income and still working, albeit from home. So we're going to keep our schedule up. And then on Thursdays, we'll put more bonus content around uh, what's going on right now with the lockdowns and the and the crisis. But of course, you can jump over to My Millennial Money Express and there's some other short, sharp, to the point little podcasts there. Hope you enjoy this one. Bye. Hello, Australia. Welcome to My Millennial Money. I'm Glenn James and you're with... John Pigeon. And John... Yeah. I was just in the States not long ago. You were. And I, I quite missed you. You quite missed me. Well, <laughs> I didn't miss you. <laughs> it was kind of good to have a break from each other, it was wasn't it? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We was well deserved. Well deserved. Well deserved. Now, before we get into today's episode, Sun Super, our show partner, I just want to thank them so much for getting behind the podcast. Mm. And if you are looking at reviewing your superannuation or consolidating your superannuation, we just ask that you throw them in the mix just to see how they stack up. Yep. They've been awarded Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year for having the best value end-to-end product for its members. So that's pretty good, isn't it? Can't ask There are hundreds of super funds in Australia and since 2015, they've also held CanStar's highest five-star outstanding value rating for superannuation. So they've received awards from Finder and Money. Yep. So... Start there and work your way down. Yeah, so thank you, Sun Super, for getting behind the podcast. And seriously, if you are looking at reviewing your super, throw Sun Super in the mix. So today's episode, John, I'll let Asher introduce it. But I was in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, and you know how, how I it? um oh it was good and it was actually funny. I was only there like less than a week before the tornadoes went through. Oh right. <laughs> oh man, that would have been well, wild. Yeah, they experienced their own tornado from Australia, did they? Giddy up. You know it. Your boy, Glenn. <laughs> what did but, you get up to there? Oh, not much. So, I was I was just chilling. So, I planned to go to Nashville uh, because I was over in Ohio and it's only like a, a six-hour drive south. Yep. And I was just work. I really like Nashville as a city. Yeah. It's cool vibe, uh, great location, good coffee scene. Is it? So, I just basically retreated there to mm. do a bit of work. Yeah. How and big is Nashville? Huge. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, pretty big. Yeah. So, and while I was there, I just, just before I went to the States, I interviewed Dave Ramsey from the Dave Ramsey mm. Show. Did you listen to that episode? No. You should. <laughs> I want you <laughs> no. to listen to it. No, I was, um, I was impressed that you, you were able to nail him down. Yeah. It's he's pretty. A, he's a big dog. It was crazy. So, yeah. I mentioned to him that I'd be in Nashville like in a couple yeah. of weeks and he says, all right, drop in. So, he connected me with somebody there yeah. and I managed to do some episodes with 
Rachel Cruz and Chris Hogan. Right. So we're going to hear from Rachel today. So let's have a listen, shall we? Glenn speaks with New York Times bestselling author Rachel Cruz from The Rachel Cruz Show. They talk about comparisons, being content, getting in control of your money, and how couples can win with money. Well, Rachel, thank you for joining us on My Millennial Money and on behalf of all of our listeners, thank thank you for your time. Yes, thanks for having me. This is so fun. It's so fun. Now, your book, Love Your Life, Not Theirs, you're a New York Times bestselling author. How did the book come about? Like, what inspired it from idea to like, was it through practical experience? Yes. Seeing other people? Oh, all the above. Yeah. <laughs> all the above. You know, uh, when I was thinking about the next book to write, I thought, okay, you know, what's a problem I can help solve? And so I immediately always go to my life and say, okay, what, what are problems I'm having in regards to money and life? And I realized at the time, which this was six years ago, um, you know, social media then, I feel like it's been exposed more and more today that we all know the reality is that, oh, that's not everyone's real life. I feel like that's more of a common language. But back then, even six years ago, it wasn't. I mean, Mm. social media was still this filtered, most beautiful thing. And I found myself struggling of, oh my goodness, it feels like everyone has their life together. Everyone's marriage seems perfect. Everyone's job seems great and like on the rise, like everything seems so wonderful. And here I am comparing every part of my life, honestly, something as shallow as an outfit to, you know, someone's passion and their career and what they're doing. I mean, all the gamut. And I just thought, man, this comparison stuff, it is so hard. So not only does it steal my contentment and my joy, but in turn, it's starting to steal my paycheck because I'm finding the reason I'm buying things and what I'm buying is being motivated by others and by comparison. So that's when I realized, wow. I'm having this problem. So I realized as a financial expert, if I'm struggling with this internally, maybe other people are. Actually, Chris Hogan, before we are having our discussion, he said you're a spender like me. (laughs) Yes, I am. I am. It's it's funny because like my strength in the money world isn't about how to hack the coupons and, you know, be frugal and all that because I'm not that guy. But I can tell you how I've hacked the spender. How I've given myself freedom, how I've been able to invest for the future. So I guess having said that, when you're helping thousands and thousands of Americans manage their money, Mm -hmm. what gives you the most joy? Gosh, I think when people finally get in control of their money and their money's not controlling them Mm. and seeing that freedom. And I think it starts with just getting out of debt and not owing anyone anything when you actually have money saved in the bank, all of those things, the whole plan we teach at the baby steps, you know, when people start walking that out and doing it on a tactical standpoint, it frees up so much. It frees up them emotionally. It frees them up spiritually. I mean, there's so many things that are tied up in our money. And when our money controls us, you can only live to a certain point. And so when you finally are free of all of that and you finally have options of what to do with your life, uh, it's incredible to see what people then uh, become. So talk to the, the single mom who's listening to us now. Mm-hmm. You know, she's doing it tough. It could be a single dad. He's yeah. doing it tough. Yeah. You know, we talk about being financially free. That doesn't have to take three years. It can take a couple of weeks to get on a plan yes. and just start to have a goal and start to dream a little bit. A hundred percent. Yeah. The idea of just getting in control, maybe doing a budget for the first time, actually 
writing out a plan of how to pay off debt, even those simple steps, like you're saying, that could take an afternoon. And suddenly it's, you see, oh gosh, there's, there's hope. Like there actually is a way out. It takes a lot of hard work and intentionality to actually follow through with the plan. Mm. And that may take up to three years, right? To get out of debt and all that. But actually starting it and saying, you know what, my life can be different. Cause I think we get stuck in the cycle that we say, this is how my life is. And that's how it's always going to be. Yeah. And you kind of just, you know, in the sentence there and I'm like, no, you, if you're not happy with where you're at, you have the ability to change. You can get up and say, I'm going to do something different. Now, do some people's circumstances or their stories have larger obstacles in the way? A hundred percent. And we can't, and there's factors that we can't always control, but you can control what you do with your circumstances. And I think saying, okay, I'm going to not only just handle money the way God says, but I'm actually going to handle money with common sense approach and take control of it that can bring freedom. And like you said, that can take just an afternoon just to do a simple budget. Love it. What do you think your unique flavor or brand is that you bring to, I guess, the Ramsey Solutions brand and all the different personalities? Yes. Well, I'm kind of like you that I'm a spender (laughs) and I'm actually a free spirit. And I think a lot of people just assume, you know, when you talk about personal finance on a daily basis, they're like, oh, do you like have mutual fund birthday parties? Like, do you just, are you just obsessed all the time with investments and you just love watching, you know, the stock market, you know, people just think that you're just intrigued by it all, all the time. And I'm like, yeah, some of it's interesting, but honestly I enjoy, you know, buying, you know, a a new car that we, you know, my husband and I, we just had our third kid. So we got a minivan. Oh, Yes, we did. Wow. Do y'all have minivans in Australia? Yeah, we, I'm I'm, it's like the soccer mom van. <laughs> it is, yeah. 100%. And I'm one of those now, <laughs> proudly. I'm, I proudly wear the stamp. But but I'm like, you know, I love, you know, being able to save up and I love buying that. Like, that's fun. Now, is stuff going to bring me ultimate joy? No, we know this. But, man, it is just fun to, to reach a goal. But doing that, I think my unique flavor is that I am the spender. I, I enjoy all of that. I think and it's that's so cool fun. because, like, so many of us are spenders. And I think the biggest thing is, like, because I'm not above anything. Like, we're just human beings. I just facilitate a discussion with the My Millennial Money community. Like, yeah. sure, I lead the community. But, like, even flying down here, well, I was in Columbus uh, on the weekend. Okay. And I booked my plane ticket and... I, I did that because I didn't want to drive. It was going to be snowing. And then on Saturday, it was like a nice day. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to cancel my flight and get a hiker and drive down. <laughs> Six-hour drive. Yeah. Awesome. But for me, it's like, one, because I'm a spender, it can mean that I'm erratic, mm. which means yep. it cost me a couple hundred dollars to cancel the flight mm-hmm. and not fly it. And then got to the rental car place at the airport they wouldn't take debit card because I don't have a credit card. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, and, totally, yeah. and then I had to go to another hire car place, not in the airport, and they didn't have the smaller car. So it cost me an extra $200. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess what I've done in my life is I've just had to learn to quarantine the mm. blowouts mm. to make sure that the Glenn James erratic spender. Yes. It's not a three or four or five thousand dollar mistake, right? It's a five hundred dollar mistake. Sure, absolutely. And when you have the five hundred dollars, you can afford to make the mistake, right? You know, you're not going, you weren't in debt for the airline ticket, and exactly. Now, so now you're not owing a thousand dollars after this trip. No, it's just hey, I decided to switch yeah. my plan, and that's when you know when you actually use real money, your money instead of the bank's money. You have the option. You say, is this what I want to do? Or maybe I'll just stick with the airline. You wanted to drive six hours, Glenn. That is so fascinating. Yeah. You enjoy a, you enjoy well, a road trip? Well, I wanted to listen to an audiobook. 
And <laughs> yeah, I like driving and I'm like, I'll stop in Louisville. There's a cafe there that I want to try. And yeah, that's so dumb that I wasted that money. But I've got the money. But you, yes. Shut up. I'll do what I want. That's right. You don't have that's to do right. that with your money. And yeah, so I've had to learn in my life to just control mm. the erratic nature. Yes, that's so good. And for me, honestly, living on a budget, going back to that, I mean, for so long I thought a budget was like constrictive, you're cheap, you know, all of that. But for me, it's freed me up to be able to do things. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, for like my husband and I, we're going to the beach with our kids in uh, two months and we have a line item for our beach trip. And it's like, okay, what do we want to spend in there? Okay. And we looked at rental cars so we could get the super nice one. We yeah. could get a medium one and save some money there. So that way we can go out to, we can do, you know, I mean, for me, it's just, you get to spend it and yeah. you get to enjoy it's it. You're not freedom. stressed out. Yes. It's permission to spend, but you're doing it within limits and boundaries, obviously. But man, it, it does. It gives you so much peace of mind knowing, hey, I can make a decision if I want because I actually have the money. Yeah. So we've got a lot of people who listen who are obviously in a relationship and share money with their spouse or partner, blah, yep. blah, blah. Yep. I can only speak on what I know and I can't be a subject matter expert on sharing money with a partner because I <laughs> yeah. don't, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> so in a practical sense, how do you and your husband share and operate your money structurally? Yes. Um, I think there's like the emotional level, right? That's kind of the umbrella of everything. And the way I teach couples and the way we do it is that you are so unified with your money that you are one in every aspect of your finances, from your debt, from the income, everything. Once it hits the bank account, it's it's our money. Chris Hogan, who you've had on the show, yep. you know, he always says we need to be more French. We, we. And I was like, <laughs> yes, like we, it's our money together. It's not his debt, her debt, my income, their income. No, no, no. It's all of ours together. And when you have that sense of unity, you can work together as a team more effectively. So we've done that where we've just said, hey, once, you know, once everything's there, like it's all, it's both of ours. And then working at your goals together. And so for some couples, maybe that's getting out of debt. For some couples, it's saving up uh, for a house or a car or a vacation. Uh, you're looking at retirement. I mean, whatever that dream is, maybe you want to, you know, um, move houses for a better school district. Like whatever it is that you're dreaming together and you're working together towards those goals. And part of that, kind of going a level deeper, tactically, I'm going back to the B word, but it's true, doing a budget together. So Winston and I, we do a budget every single month before the month begins. And we've, we've been married 10 years. So we've been doing a budget together nine years because the first year of our marriage, we really didn't consistently budget. Just, I was like, oh yeah, I was a free spirit. I didn't really, you know, I was like, we'll yeah. be fine, we'll be fine. And he was the one that was actually like, hey, we probably need to sit down and actually do a budget. And I was like, I can't believe you're the one telling me this. Like, I yeah. feel like I should know this. Um, and so we started doing that. And nine years ago, I can tell you, once it becomes a habit in your life, it takes like 10 minutes. You have the conversation. It eliminates so many money problems, so many money fights, because you are agreeing on where your money's going. And what that means is you're agreeing on more than just money. Mm. You're agreeing on your goals. You're agreeing on your dreams. You're agreeing on your fears. So much communication, so many things come up in the realm of money. And so when you're on the same page, it is so, so key. So again, the emotional level being unified there that it's our money, working together for the future, your dreams, and then tactically working together with where you are presently. Yeah, so that's, I, I, I wrote down notes there because it was so interesting because a lot of time, when I've coached couples with their mm -hmm. money, yep. they go straight to the frontline practical, tactical budget. It's yes. like, we'll do this, do that. But yeah, you're saying, well, number one, the intent. I wrote the word down, intent. Mm. Like, we have to agree that we're doing this together. Yes. Because 
if we're not doing it together, there's going to be pain. So that that could be like, you know, yes, the intensity that we do it together, but practically, yeah, you've got a, an account there that you use for your shoe budget or mm-hmm. for your mountain bike budget or whatever that right, is. Right, the so, line item in the budget, yep. Because totally. that actually doesn't matter, does it? And a lot of people get confused and think that the practicalities matter. Yeah, I think it's both. I think the practical side, because if someone goes off and spends an extra 500 bucks on sure. a pair of shoes, the other one's like, I'm sorry, I thought we were getting out of debt, right? <laughs> yeah. But that goes back to the top layer. It's yeah. your goal. You have to be on the same goal. Mm. And so it is. It's very, very hard to win with money if you're not working together and you're not in the same lane. When you're running in two different lanes, when you're married, it's it's virtually impossible. Because if you could imagine one spouse is like, oh, I really want to get out of debt. And they're working hard and they're throwing their paycheck at debt and all of this. And the other one goes three thousand dollars in credit card debt. It just offsets. I mean, like you can't you can't do it. It's really mm. really difficult. How does it work if someone has been married or partnered or whatever word that people use in this day and mm-hmm. age? Call me old fashioned, but whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure, sure, like, sure, sure. Totally. How does it work if one is just so different? And, yes. And it's funny. Like I've coached clients, and one's gone to the bathroom, and the and one's leant forward and said, "Oh, I've got a twenty thousand dollars." Yes. And I'm like, and she's like, what do I do? I'm like, tell him. <laughs> but then. I not whisper about this anymore. And then, this is so crazy. I had clients that were in their 60s. Mm. And openly, she would discuss with him that she had a $30,000 little account. And that was her money. Mm-hmm. For whatever, mm-hmm. I don't, whatever, yep. her money. Yep. She came back to my office one day and said, I need to give my son some money. Do I get it from like retirement or my account? I said, oh, how much is in your account again? She said, oh, it's actually $150,000. <gasps> but I don't tell him he only thinks it's thirty. So both of those are the same problem. 100%. So if someone's listening and their partner is not on the same page and likely not listening to a bloody money con- uh, money podcast. podcast. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, so we can talk. They're not listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. How would you say they go back to camp and start a process? Yes. Well, there's kind of two problems there. So the first one we're talking about is that's really financial infidelity is what we call it in our world, where someone has a secret account, a secret credit card, investments. I mean, something that they're not being truthful with, with their spouse. So that's one problem we can set over here. And that is a result of another greater problem underneath, right? I mean, there is obviously... There is some trust issues. There's no vulnerability. No, um, you know, there's some things missing within the marriage. The fact that you feel like you have to hide something. So that's like that's kind of a more of a marriage problem than a money problem. But it's it's resulted in a money problem. But again, marriage problem. But when you have two two people in a marriage and they say, okay, we want to start working together, but one's like, oh heck no, and one's like, yes. Listen, that's okay because honestly, opposites attract. So one of you is going to be a saver, and then they attack. When it, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true, right? So one of you is a saver, one of you is a spender, one of you is going to love this money stuff and love the budget, one of you is not going to and going to be rolling your eyes. We did actually a Valentine's night in the evening with about two, 3,000 people, a big money conference. We called it Marriage of Money. Cute. And so we did this whole thing and yeah, about 2,500 people showed up and I thought, wow, Valentine's night and you guys are at a financial conference. But I always make the joke with couples events is I'm always like, okay, one of you was up at like... You know, midnight when the tickets came on sale, you were so excited. You booked your, you booked the airline. I mean, you just couldn't wait. You've had a countdown on your phone about. I mean, you are so pumped. How many of you is that? And you know, usually it's like this. Woo! They raise their hand, and then I'm like, and there's always the other one, and you're dreading tonight. Like you cannot believe you're sitting here. Raise your hand, and and it's 
50 percent. It is. It always is. And so it's so funny to me because I'm like, okay, so number one, if that's you, it, you're pretty normal. We'll just say that, okay? But number two, it, it begins that goal conversation. What is the goal? What do we want our life to look like? Because when you're married, you get to dream together. You get to create a life you love together. So what do you want that to be? And I would say, you know, if it gets to the point that you've talked to them, you've maybe given them a book, you've sent them a podcast, maybe this one, uh, you know, you've done what you can. And I love getting a third party involved. I do tell people, go listen to a podcast, go read a book, have them do that because sometimes they won't listen to their nagging spouse. Mm. They can listen to someone else and be like, oh, the light bulb kind of went on. Uh, but, uh, you know, once it gets to all of that, then again, you kind of go back to that other issue that there's, there's a marital difference here mm. and you really do want to find that common ground. But in my line of work, I don't know if you would agree with this. I usually find that most women are the ones that are like, okay, I'm ready to do this. Like I, I don't know if it's because I usually speak to more women, but there's a, there's a security part of money for women. They want to know that they are going to be okay, that there's something there and they're, they're more willing to make sacrifices and drive the, the ball down the line to get this security that they want to say, okay, we have money saved. And sometimes it's the guy that kind of seems to lag a little, but I don't know. Is yeah, that, do you find that? I think ish probably more yes than no yeah and i think i've resolved the reason why as well most like the majority of our listeners are female so yeah 75 yeah. okay i think some males or most males we've got it under control i don't mm-hmm. need to listen to a podcast you know yes, i've yes. got this and i think no we don't have this <laughs> yeah right right so right. i think like a lot of like women think, no, we I'm, can do this. I'm going to do it. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. Where guys like, I've got this. I'm yes. like, I won't look at the instructions on how to put a new chair together. I've got this. Yeah, that's and right. It'll take me triple the time. Yes. Because I never had this. Yep. So I think it's interesting. Actually, I'll bounce something off you. When I talk with uh, couples and they've got, you know, they might not be on the same page financially, mm-hmm. I always say, all right, both of you grab a bit of paper. And then write your top three goals down, don't show each other, and then reveal them together. Mm. And then if there's one the same, well, that's our first goal. Yes. It's great. And then Because there's alignment there. Yeah. And then we just do a trade-off. It's like, okay, now it's your turn or yes. my turn. Yep. Absolutely. And I would say it's important to, you know, even if you are married, you don't dismiss your individual dreams and goals, right? I mean, like we're, you have your own passions, you have your own dreams. And I think that that's good. But having a combination of something that you're working together, like Winston, my husband, He's like a huge hunter. I mean, he could live in the woods in some like little one bedroom cabin in a duck blind or where, I mean, he could just be in where I'm like, take me to New York City yeah. and get me an to apartment Amazon there. Amazon to live out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I will live in New York in a heartbeat. Manhattan, yes. Yeah. And he's like, absolutely. So like, we, we are very different in that aspect, right? So there's things that like I enjoy that he doesn't and that's okay. So still being an individual and your own passions and dreams, like you can still have those things but finding a common one to work together. So my husband and I, we built a house over the last, I guess about 10 months. We moved in in November and it was one of the most, we say it, we're like, the house is amazing and we love it. But the goal of doing it and working towards that and having to save and write those checks for the draw pay, I mean, all of it, that was almost as much fun and the challenge of it and working together to do it. So I'm like, man, Find that common goal. What is that goal? And find a short-term goal that you can accomplish in five years or less that you're working towards. And then have like your long-term ones, your long-term dreams that are five years or more. But be working together and finding that commonality is big. And I would just encourage you if you are listening like, you know, 
I say on this podcast, we do not discriminate against any goals and we champion any movement towards mm. that goal. Mm. Maybe in your relationship, you need to have the mantra between you and your partner, I or we do not discriminate against any goals. It's yes. more about how do we work them out and in what order. Yep. Yep. I love that. So, Rachel, what, what would you say is your definition of financial freedom? And does it take 20 years to get there? <laughs> yeah, my definition of financial freedom would be when you get to a point in your life, I said it earlier, but it is true, where you're in control and your money's not controlling you. Because at that point, you're able to, especially if you're out of debt and all of that, I mean, you're able to, gosh, dream. You're able to quit the job that you hate, that you drive in on Monday mornings and you dread and go do your dream job. I mean, you just have so many options when money is not controlling you. And so that's it for me. And I think that it's a mindset shift. I mean, there's logistics that have to go into place for it to follow through. But man, just that belief aspect of knowing I can do this, you know, having hope that something can be different is is freedom to me. Yeah, love it, love it. I want to read you a comment in the short time we've got left. Verity Foster in my Facebook group, mm-hmm. uh, My Millennial Money, she wrote, because I, I wrote, oh, I'm interviewing Rachel Cruz, like anyone with oh, any so comments. Yeah. She goes, I just finished her book last night and loved it. She really helped me cut down on my shopping habits and to be grateful for what I already have, which is the theme of her book. She doesn't have any questions. She's just excited to hear the interview. So shout out, Verity. Oh, that's so fun. So that's I guess, great. what do you think the biggest issue is at the supermarket that we all have? Oh, goodness. Jeez, food specifically is that what you're talking about? Or it's overspending. Super, yes, or- yes. Yeah. Um, gosh, I think we just, it's its hard to say no to ourselves. I mean, there's like an instant gratification that is so true and so real. And I think a lot of us can fall into the mindset, and it even happens to me, where you just think, oh, if I could just have that, you know, I'll be satisfied. I'll be good. I'll be happy. Just, just that one thing, you know. And you know, you know yourself that that's not true, but you fall into this short-term temporary lie of it's just this rush. It feels good. It's fun. Okay, I'm going to just do it. And you end up overspending. You let your emotions get the best of you versus having a plan and sticking to that. And so that's that's one of the hardest things with overspending. And, there's, and, and part of that too is this level of contentment and truly learning contentment. And that's what I talk about in the book, Love Your Life, Not Theirs. Is that is a key piece, a foundational piece for you to win with money. It's very difficult to win with money when you're not content because content people can give. Content people can live their life with an open hand and they can save more. They can sacrifice their lifestyle to get out of debt. Content people can win, win so much faster than people who are discontent thinking, oh, the next thing's just going to make me happy. I've got this thing. It's like I tell people and I've, it's on my email systems, like I do not want you to be happy. I want you to be content. Oh. Because the same language. Like happiness, that. like somebody can die in your family, which will take your happiness in the instant. Yep. But it doesn't take your contentment. Yes. I think once we've arrived at contentment and we work on that, the ebbs and flows of life will not affect us and our money as much as if we're striving to be this happiness, Instagram lifestyle, things good. I'm in debt. I'm keeping up appearances. Uh, it's it's just really wild. So true. And I always tell people there's three things that you got to take when you go shopping. The first one is a full stomach. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. The second one is a list. Yes. The third one, it's usually, I forgot, that's usually the third one, that's the joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but usually I say, put your phone on bloody flight mode, uh-huh. get your calculator out, yes. and when you put things into the basket, 
added up. So when you get to the checkout, there are no surprises. Yes. And then within your shopping session, there might be trade-offs within your basket. Like it's easy. When I was really struggling for cash like a million years ago, like everyone's been through this stage of we're just starting out, we don't have much money. I used to do that flight mode calculator. Mm. When I went up to the counter, it was $72 and I knew it. Yes. There's no surprises. I love that. Yeah. And, and if you step back and look at wealth planning, that's having a strategy. We've got an emergency fund, a full stomach, so we're not doing anything dumb. We've right. got a plan. We're yes. sticking to it. Yes. And we're executing it. So true. Oh, I get ranty. Um, I love it. I love it, Glenn. <laughs> and I'll finish on this. Amy Stewart, or Sturt, don't know how you pronounce your name, Amy, but shout out. Thanks for listening. She asks, do you feel pressure to be good with your money given your profile and work with Ramsey Solutions? <laughs> Is it okay to make mistakes? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't, I don't feel pressure because honestly what we teach is common sense. Yeah. So for me, it's not like this crazy thing. I mean, I'm not going to go out and get a credit card because of what we teach. I mean, there's certain things that I'm principled on that mm. I'm just not going to do uh, because I believe them, not even because I work here. Like if I didn't work here, I'd still be handling my money the exact same way. And is it okay to make mistakes? Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm like, we're all human, right? Totally. I'm like, we and make no mistakes. No one is above this. No. Oh, we make mistakes all the time. Winston, oh man, he always kills me because I like, I always order things off of like Apple or Apple ID or I always forget to t- like tell them or put it in the butt or anything. And we get like this like $50 out, you know, he's like, what is all this? You know, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole thing about communicating with your spouse. Yeah. I kind of mm. forget to do that sometimes. So like stuff is going to come up. Life is going to happen. You're going to make mistakes. And grace is a huge part of this. And just quarantine your mistakes. Cap your yes, mistakes. Yes. So a blowout isn't with zeros on the end. A hundred percent. Right. I'm not yes. And if you're making the same mistake over and 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 over, yeah, I'd have someone in your life who loves your name, you enough your to Your name's Glenn James, to, if that's yeah, you. No, no. To, but seriously, to have someone to be like, okay, we're not gonna like enable the behavior, right? Like we're gonna actually mm. like, learn from the mistake and do something different. But there are so many people that are so stinking legalistic mm. and they're draining because it's like, yeah. That's, if, that's, if the, fire, two, that's the fire community, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could be, right? Oh, man. Shout out, you no, fire people no. listening. Love you, but chill out. <laughs> chill out. Yeah, so it's the it, it's this middle ground of, yeah, you don't want to enable bad behavior over and over and over and over and over. Mm. But you also don't want to be so stinking legalistic that you're like, chill. Everything's totally. gonna be okay. It's going to be We're okay. We're all just living. Yes. What's yes. the most luxurious thing you've recently purchased yourself? Oh, do I count the minivan or do I? <laughs> no, we're leaving yes. the minivan away. <laughs> hey, Glenn, that minivan is unbelievable. It has a vacuum in it. Can I say that? Really? It has a vacuum. So when all my gold, the goldfish crackers get what crumbled up, uh, what, what's my minivan? A Honda. Yeah. Honda Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, they're good. Honda oh, quality. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And it's a third of the price of an SUV here in America. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, it was it was a great as deal. Trump would say Honda good people great people great people it's huge it's great. a huge, it's, huge Honda. it's a it's huge, huge van <laughs> Melina and I we, we get in it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah besides the van most luxurious thing I've bought I mean the house was a really that's, that's a big splurge big goal for us okay so let's did it. let's drill down yes. within the house oh like, were you that's like, a great question were you like I, got oh, it. I want limestone benches uh, nope and no rug. Like what? You know what I wanted? And I did it. Heated floors in our master bathroom. Oh, shut up. Oh, <laughs> so when you, oh, you go right in. It's warmer than the air. And we leave it on all the time. I'm it like, I'll pay for the it. the room. Oh, it's 
so it is fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. That, and I'll go on the heat thing. Uh, we put heaters up top in our ceiling on our outdoor porch. So there's oh, like these yes. heaters that are inside the yep. ceiling. And we have like the switches that they just turn on. Love it. It's amazing. Love it. It's amazing. So heat everywhere for Rachel. Love it. And that's it. It's <laughs> trade-offs. Like I've, that's it. I've been saying for years on this podcast, it's like, I need a rug for my lounge room. Everyone tells me, you need a rug to set the room off. I can't bring myself to spending a freaking thousand dollars on a yeah, rug. Sure, like, totally. I don't care. Yes, yes. I mean, Oh, yeah. yeah. And there was things that we were like, oh, yeah, we'll cut here in order to do other things, right? It's, it's the trade-off. Totally. But it's about what you value and what you I've want. I've got a gift so. for you. What is that? Oh, it's a My bag. Millennial Money oh, money bag. Yes. <laughs> so. You know I love totes. I will. This thing will be used. It's good for the shops. <gasps> so perfect. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Well, Rachel Cruz, where can we find you online? Thank you, Lynn. Uh, RachelCruz.com, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all, the stuff. all of it, Rachel Cruz. And her book, Love Your Life, Not Theirs. Get it. Amazon today, whatever. Read it. Get encouraged. And thank you so much for spending the afternoon with us on My Millennial Money. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Shell. And I'm Em. We have a podcast called My Millennial Career. So if you're looking for some tips about work, you've got some questions on how to deal with your boss, or maybe some inspiration on a career change, you can head on over and subscribe to My Millennial Career wherever you're listening to this podcast. You asked for it, here I am. I'm going to say it. You don't want me to say it, do you? But I'm going to say it. No, I don't care. You said you wanted it, so I'm going to do it. Oh, so you don't want it anymore. Well, that's too bad. I'm doing it. It's time for the Community Member of the Week. All right. So, there you go. So, that was pretty cool, catching up with Rachel Cruz. She's a lot of fun. She's like me. She's a spender. And (laughs) we just got on. We get each other. We just got it. Cool. So, no Community Member of the Week this week. Uh, no one qualified? No one qualified. <laughs> no. Oh, we just put these together like real fast. So yeah, yeah. we said, oh, skip the community member of the week. But yeah. um, everyone's a community member oh, of the week this week. We love you all. So Taylor's got a question from the Facebook group. And I thought there's no better question for John to answer than this one. Perfect. Taylor asks, how do I save without feeling like I can't do anything? <laughs> You've never had that feeling? No. <laughs> oh, I, I have sometimes. Yeah. So, how does she save money without feeling like she can't do anything? Yeah. Well, feeling's a bit of a choice, isn't it? Yeah. The feelings don't discriminate either. Mm. No, they don't. I, I'd like to think that if, if it's really getting her down and keeping her awake at night, then number one, is she saving or mm. is she just struggling to save anything at all? Like, is her money going around and around and around? Yeah. So... Is she frustrated by that or is she just saving, saving, saving and no play? Mm. If it's the latter, then allocate yourself a little bit more to have a bit of fun because it's a, it's a combination of enjoying now versus later, right? Because it's, it's paying your future self or paying yourself now. Yeah. I think uh, as well, I think it's twofold. One, she's an extreme saver. Mm. And it's getting to the point where it's almost like, I've just got to save, save, save. I can't do it because yeah. it's it's an irrational thing. Mm. Or number two, she hasn't got a good, I guess, money system in place yeah. that 
is giving her permission to spend as well. Yeah. Or there's probably a third one as well. Maybe somebody has said to her, you need to be saving at least $400 a fortnight. Yeah. And if someone else throws their financial goals over you, yeah, that's rubbish because Absolutely. it's theirs, it's not yours. Yeah. So, block out the noise, number one. Yep. And then, I think she realistically might not have a decent goal mm. because if she's aiming to save for something like, oh, I just want to save money. Yeah. She can't do other stuff because she's got to save. But if it's like, well, I'm saving because I want to buy a home to live in yeah. in two years, I'm consciously sacrificing quote unquote can't do anything and I think that's probably a um, a big brush statement big broad brush yeah. stroke statement that she said yeah but yeah and she and she might already like who you who you associate with is really important with someone like that isn't it mm. like if you've got three or four friends around you that just spend 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 there could be a bit of envy going on as well like she's got to stay on her own tram tracks to what she wants to achieve and if she was does want that house deposit in two years and the others don't desire anything like that and just want to spend mm. and she can't compare them herself to that group and i'm not saying she is but she might be yeah yeah it's interesting and it's, it's different like when i stopped in new zealand on the way back from the states my friends ended up flying over after yeah. the public shaming on the sydney podcast event that i did <laughs> Yeah. And we went to a restaurant one night for dinner. I chose it, right? Yeah. We sat down and it was just out of their price range. Right. What they would ordinarily spend, right? Did they know that before they walked in? No. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, look, don't worry, guys. I'll... I've got this. I'll sort it out. Like, because for me, Mm. going out for dinner, I'm happy to spend 50 to 60, 70 dollars on a main dish. Yeah. Because I'm going out, it's an experience or yeah. whatever. But if, if someone in a, is in a different financial circumstance, that's right. That's huge. Yeah. And if I say this to say, if Taylor is hanging around, mm. someone like me, yeah, she's trying to keep up, and she can't do anything because she just says no to it. Nah, and it's a it's a big part of society, isn't it? Mm. Like even just a week ago, there's this app called Strava. Oh, the cycling one. Yeah, which records all activities and automatically uploads from Garmin. And you get people give you kudos if you've completed a session Mm. and everything else. Well, regardless of the intensity or the duration of the session or how good it was, Mm. people just give you kudos because it's like a a like on Facebook, I Mm. suppose. I just took myself off it a week ago. I was like, I've had enough of the noise. Yeah. I just need to focus on what I'm doing. I don't need anyone to give me kudos or know what i'm doing conversely i'm distracted by what else is going on as well because i could compare myself to someone else who's done something i think maybe i should be doing the same i think as well like if i was sitting here with taylor the more i think about this the more if she was sitting here i'd probably actually just ask her a few hard questions yeah and she'd fall over yeah Oh, and that's the thing with these. And like, we'd love great, great questions. It'd be great to have them I know. here. And we're just assuming. Ones. Like, yeah. I'm just imagining. She's like, I can't do anything. I'm like, okay, okay. Well, name three things you can't do. Yeah. And mm. She's like, oh, I can't go to breakfast out with friends five days a week. Yeah. I'm like, okay, go once. Yeah. So I think you know I'm being dramatic, but if it's a legitimate thing, where it's like 
I do have some savings goals and I feel like I can't do anything. Yeah. You've got to sacrifice to win. You've got to pick your battles. Mm. So if it's like, I can't do lunch and dinner on Saturday and Sunday, I'm just going to choose brunch yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Have a picnic. Have a picnic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's hard with these questions. We just try and give us as much information as you can so we can give more of an accurate yeah. response, I suppose. Yeah, but it's also fun to make up scenarios <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so thank you, Taylor, for being part of the community. Good on you, Taylor. And we appreciate you sending in a question. That's all we've got today. I'll uh, see you soon, John. Right, later. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns, and great member services, SunSuper is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, CanStar, and Finder. Find out more about SunSuper at sunsuper.com.au forward slash choose. You can join SunSuper online in under five minutes. Many people do not realize that slavery still exists in the world today. That's why My Millennial Money supports A21. We want to highlight A21 as they work to abolish slavery and human trafficking all across the world. If you want to support A21, visit a21.org.au for more information. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a high chance you have disposable income. Glenn has a mandate to get everyone giving, saving and spending in that order. Now, we want to encourage you to be generous with your money, but choosing an effective charity can be difficult. An amazing resource you can use is thelifeyoucansave.org.au. You can donate to them and they'll distribute your donation to a variety of life-saving and life-changing charities around the world with a focus on eliminating extreme poverty. For more information, visit thelifeyoucansave.org.au. Thanks to Jess Knaus, executive producer, Laura from La La Social Club, and me, Asha. Uh, anyway, make sure you stay connected via our Instagram, our free Facebook group. For further information about what's going on, check out the links in the show notes. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.